Welcome back to the Bariatric Podcast. I'm Haley Sutton. And I'm Joelle Hilton. And we have so much to unpack today. Joelle is officially two and a half weeks post-op and I am dying to hear everything you've been experiencing. Tell us everything. Oh my gosh. So hi everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, just like Haley said, I am, I'm two and a half weeks post-op. Um, and it has been like quite the ride. Um, but in all of the positive ways, um, I, it's so funny to be saying this like so early, but like, I would do this again in a heartbeat if I needed to, do you know what I mean? Like if somebody was like, would you do it all over again? Cause you know, everything you go through, which we'll get into, it's just, it's so worth it. Um, so, um, I had my surgery on April 28th. Um, I went in at about eight 25 and I was out, I want to say by like 10 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out that they did fix an internal hernia. So, um, I was in there, they obviously did the whole routine and, um, or the whole procedure. And then, um, they fixed a hernia and then I was in the hospital overnight. Um, when I came out of surgery, um, I remember opening my eyes and like seeing my husband and he was like stroking my face <laughs> and I was like, thank God he was like the first person I saw, but, um, he was just looking and I was just like, hi. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, I made it. Like I did it. Like I'm awake. And then <laughs> I, I was like, and then I remember looking at him and I was like, this hurts so bad. And his face, you could tell it wasn't like a panicked face, but he was like, oh no. Cause like, there's nothing he could have done for me in that moment. Absolutely. Um, and then I ended up falling back to sleep. I have no idea what time I woke up or really what time I came out of anesthesia or anything. Um, but I felt, you know, they kept me comfortable. I was very comfortable. I did have to take pain meds in the medication or in the hospital and I was up and walking and then I was home, um, by Thursday and they sent me home with all of the things. And, um, the first couple days I slept like, I don't know if you did that. I don't know if your body was like, you know, acclimating or readjusting or whatever it was, but I slept for like three days. (laughs) You needed it though, because you're, you go through so much being pumped full of anesthesia. And then on top of it, just like the, um, the pain meds you get through an IV after for like an entire day. And you're just, you're full of so much stuff. Your body has been through so much. Um, I want to, I don't want to use the word trauma, but it has been, you know, but it's true. Yeah. Like you literally, like we altered our anatomy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we did like, and that's actually the one thing in my brain. Like I was in the shower today and I was like, Joelle, like you really did this. Like you altered like your anatomy. You changed how your body works and made it work better for you. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I came home and I slapped and I, um, I kept, I kept track. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mess the Um, I kept track of all my medications, and um, it was very painful for me in the beginning to swallow. Um, but I do think the main thing with that was because of the hernia. Um, because initially, like when they told me they, it's right at the bottom of your esophagus was where mine was because they would it would it was it would like my stomach would go up into like my esophagus, I guess. Yeah. I had the same. Exact yeah. Thing. Oh, that's right. You did. That's right. Yeah. And, um, it was so painful to swallow. So it was really hard to want to drink fluids. And, um, I honestly just did the best I could. I pretty much cut everything with water. I couldn't drink anything sweet. I actually still can't really drink anything sweet out of everything. I prefer just ice cold water. Yep. Like I, and I have all of this protein water and stuff. And I, I did get some of that here. And then, um, when I was in the hospital, they gave me uh power a zero, but the orange one, mm-hmm. and that's like the only one I can like get down. And that was actually probably what got me through the first, um, three to four days. Cause that was the only thing I was sipping on, um, oh. just because I liked it the way it tasted. And I was like, plus it has electrolytes, like kind of doing a little bit of like both best of both worlds right now. Um, and then I'm trying to think, and then it just kind of was like, 
every day was a little bit different. Every day got better. Every day got easier, you know, getting in fluids and getting in protein. Um, I didn't hit a protein goal until the Thursday, the following Thursday. So like a week and a day, um, after surgery. Um, I know sometimes people they'll ask me, they'll be like, I'm not hitting my goals. And I'm like, I didn't put any unnecessary pressure on myself. I did what I could when I could. And obviously like if something bad would have happened, I would have gone to, you know, but nothing bad happened. I just constantly was sipping. I was, I constantly had something with me. I didn't care where I was. I had different, um, cups of beverages, like all over my house. That way, if I was like walking around or doing something, I was always sipping, always doing, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. <laughs> no worries. Like, I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah. And then, um, I had a lot of like, I was tired a lot. So kind of like up and down. And then some days I would be like full of energy. And then the next day I'd be like so tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's overall, every day is getting easier. Every day is, um, I feel a little bit better. I have, I'm on day 19 now and I have like almost no incision pain. And that was another thing. It was bothering me for a couple of weeks. And I was like, you know, I was afraid to like do things. Cause like I, it was really horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, there was nothing I could do about it besides just try and get it to heal. And I would try and sleep more, making sure I was getting enough rest and stuff like that. But, um, I, you know, I have energy for the most part. I have, um, minimal incision pain. I've had zero complications. I have moved to, um, purees now and, uh, everything is going down fine that I have tried so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've put in a bit of variety. I've had everything from, you know, pudding, Greek yogurt, chicken. I had an egg today and, um, I'm not oh, having any egg. issues. Yeah, I did. I was <laughs> like, it is, it was so good. I actually had leftover. I don't know if anybody knows about the infamous ricotta bake. Yeah. Oh but my God, a, cl- a bariatric classic. Th- that's like the yeah. thing to eat when you move to purees, but I had just so happened to have some extra of just the mix. Because okay. I, you know, you only can make so much. You're only one person. And um, I, so I took a little bit of the ricotta mix mm-hmm. and I mixed it in with my eggs and I made it so fluffy. So then I had like a little bit more protein. That sounds really good. I've never they, thought of that or thought of that. They were really good. So it had, so you think it's the egg and it's got a little bit of ricotta. It even had a little bit of like fat-free mozzarella cheese. Ooh. And I just whipped it all up really good. And then I just cooked it low and slow. Oh my God. It was so, it was so good. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds great. I remember like the first time I was allowed to have eggs again, post-op, I was like, I feel like a fucking human again. Like I yes, feel like you're just I like, this eat. is so normal. <laughs> I know. And I don't see like, as we've mentioned before, everyone's pre and post-op requirements are vary a little bit. Really? I don't know about you, but my surgeon only allowed half an egg for oh, like, okay. So it's very hard to measure. It's weird. But yeah. <laughs> mine doesn't. So mine, it does. It's actually funny. I was surprised that egg was considered puree mm-hmm. because you can't really puree an egg. You can make a soft egg. Yeah. I mean, unless I guess if you blend it, but like, ugh. Um, so I just like, I cooked it low and slow. So like the curds were really small Yeah, and then I would like mash it and then chew it really, really good. And I, I'm noticing too, I don't know if it's just like my restriction or whatever it it obviously is, but I can only eat about an ounce of food anyway. I can't, I can't get more than like they're in my thing. They are expecting like two ounces. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like, and I know it's so different for everyone, but I'm not hungry. That's another thing post-op. I have not had the urge or um, desire or feeling of hunger. Yep. I'm literally just putting food in my body for fuel because I know if I don't, something's going to go wrong and I don't want that. So I'm essentially just using food for fuel as opposed to like, obviously enjoyment right now. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to get two ounces of food in this. There's no way I can't. And like the thing is, and it'll take me like an hour. Yeah. And I, it'll last me like all day long. And I'm like, okay, okay. Right. Well, I think that's really important. Like, yes, there are guidelines and there are goals, there are benchmarks they want you to aim for. But I think the important thing is like you mentioned, everyone's so different and you should not push it when you feel that 
that, um, I don't want to call it fullness because you don't want to really get to the point of fullness, but that feeling of just satisfaction and that, that last bite. Was, yes. That's a great word. Yeah. yeah. You just, you need to take a break and, and give yourself a few minutes and see, you know, is this, am I done with this meal? So to speak, because yes, while they're goals and they want you to meet them, you need to take it easy and listen to your body because it it's, the worst feeling to feel over full or like you're going to, like, it's going to come back up. And I think everyone yes. is that a little bit. Yeah. During recovery. Cause you're, you're learning. I mean, yes, they can tell you all day long, eat almond sized bites, chickpea sized bites, whatever to for right or long, but um, until you, you feel that, it. Yeah. Until you put that into play and one bite too many hits you, you're like, I don't want to do that again. I need to really like pace myself and, and stick to that 20, 30 minute mark and, um, just t- do what you can with what you have for now and just build right. them as building blocks down the line, because every week you can add something new and you'll be yeah. able to adjust a little bit more, but I think you're doing everything perfectly. Yeah. I'm really trying. I, I, I really, you know, I really went into this like mentally prepared that I wasn't going to veer from, you know, what my surgeons put on paper. I was obviously going to do the best I could mm-hmm. with what they require of me, but kind of like you said, without overdoing it or pushing myself too hard to the point where like, I make myself sick almost. Absolutely. Um, but I'm not veering from what is expected of me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to eat like a piece of chicken or like a cubed up. So, you know what I mean? Like I just, you know, I'm really trying to just stay true to the process and trust in the whole thing. And I also really like to look at each phase as being temporary mm-hmm. because they are. And, um, each phase, whether you're pre-op post-op is temporary. I, it's not going to be like this forever. I, in a week, I'm not going to have to puree my foods anymore. Right. And then two weeks from then, I'm going to be able to eat normal foods. You know, it's just, we're going through a healing process. So I kind of look at it as like a little challenge, like, okay, what can I, what can I puree and make delicious today? You know what I mean? That's going to kind of like hit a spot or however you want to look at it. So, but I feel like, I feel like post-op is going good. Um, I'm down um, as of today, 27.4 pounds. Yay. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. my it's God. Super exciting. I know. Holy shit. That's, like, that's almost 30 pounds since surgery. And if you don't mind me asking, what was your surgery weight? So my, so it's actually 27.4 pounds from my highest weight. Highest. Okay. Highest sorry. weight. So we're actually, no, that's okay. We're like at four and a half weeks. So okay. I'm counting the pre-op diet. And the po- obviously post-op surgery. So my highest weight was 207.6. Okay. Okay. My surgery weight was 197. Okay. Okay. And, um, to, and, and today I was 180.2. Oh my. I, God. Yeah. I literally like, I haven't seen. So the last time I saw like 183 or 185 was this past July. And I had just like done a starvation diet to lose some weight for one of my best friends, like wedding festivities. And I had just lost enough to where like, I was feeling comfortable. I was like, okay, like I can handle being in pictures, like whatever. Mm -hmm. So to get past that, I haven't seen that in years, like years. So if I get under like 180 within like the next like week or so, I'm going to like probably lose my shit. oh my god well no I mean that's incredible you it's a brand new decade you haven't seen in years like it's and you will see it this year because you're teetering on that line right by 170 yeah I'm trying not to get like I'm just like I'm not gonna step on the scale now till Wednesday I'm gonna try so hard till Wednesday Jesus, your, your power, you've got a lot more power than I did. Cause like, I was so upset, like, and not to put so much emphasis on the scale, obviously we do this. That's a big part of why we do this, but of it's so exciting, especially in the beginning, because it's so consistently rapid, um, because your body just adjusting and you're, you're taking in so much less food. So it's going to drop weight quickly. So it becomes addictive and you're just like, oh man, I'm so motivated for this week. Cause I can't wait yes. milestone in this one. And it's just like, have you set any sort of like, Hey, once I hit this weight or once I, you know, hit whatever, I'm going to buy myself some more clothes. Like, are there little goals that you want to kind of treat yourself? Um, You know, it's actually funny you say that I didn't. Um, and I think the reason partly is because I I'm a mom and I don't, I, 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 it's very difficult for me to want to buy stuff. 
for myself, just in general, even like personal things that like I need. I'm like, oh, I can wait, you know, like I can wait, like just silly stuff like perfume or like, I was like, I can wait or new makeup or something like that. I'm like, I can wait. I want to get something for my kid or something for my house or, um, but you know, I was thinking that maybe when I get around like that 165, like maybe I would go and like buy myself like a new pair of jeans, but just one, just one, because I don't know how long I'm going to stay at that number. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how quickly this is going to come off for me. Um, I don't know. You know, obviously I don't want to stall. I know it's inevitable, but it's like, I don't know where I'm going to plateau for a little while. Or if I'm not going to, or if I don't, I don't want to like have all this new clothing and then be like, oh, hey, I got to buy a whole nother round of clothing. So, um, no, I just, you know, my 33rd birthday is coming up this year in in September. So, and you know, it's funny because like I always used to say like I would do this with that one diet. I know I've talked about it multiple times, Um, but I would do this one diet and I was always say, this is the last time I'm going to do that diet. This is going to be my best year ever. And it's like literally like 33 is going to be my best year ever. Oh my God. I, I just got goosebumps because I, <laughs> I feel, well, number one sidebar, no wonder we get along because you're a Virgo, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm super drawn. My boyfriend is a Virgo. I am super drawn to Virgos for some reason. Like our personalities just mesh. Yeah. By yeah. But no, I mean, that's, that's I'll take it. <laughs> it's just interesting. When you said your birthday's in September, I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, I feel like you've, you've finally taken the reins over something that's like maybe held itself over you for so many years. And so, so long, yeah. so long. Yeah. And I totally, I'm not a mom yet, but I understand you be, your personality is very selfless. You want to take care of others around you and especially your adorable little boy. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I think, you know, this is like the time, like you just said, 33, 33 is your year. You deserve this too. Like get yourself a nice pair of jeans. Like for example, I went to South, I don't know if you have a South moon under that's like my favorite store, but I got, a pair I've never of- heard of that. Oh no. Okay. So they're, it's kind of like an urban outfitters type free. Oh, people. okay. Okay. But I, have, I got those here. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. they have great jeans. And I remember I w- went to, for my, I don't remember what, um, benchmark it was, but it was an appointment with my surgeon. And after that I had like hit a certain amount of weight I wanted to lose. So I took myself and I got a pair of like hundred dollar jeans and that's way more than I ever spent on a pair of pants ever. But that's awesome. I was like, I hit this mark. I worked this hard. I deserve it. Hell yeah. You and you, them. yeah, you too, so I can't wait for this. <laughs> oh my God. I'll take you shopping with me. We'll do virtual shopping. Oh, that would be so I'm be like, what do you think of these? <laughs> And you actually- or I'll just come down there and we'll go shopping. <laughs> oh, that, either way, we we need to. Um, <laughs> but you actually just gave me a good idea because you said you don't know how long you're going to be, you know, at a certain weight. What if we sort of started some sort of like this is just I just thought of this, so I'm going to have to think about it a little further. But what if we started some sort of like bariatric clothing exchange for like? Do you know what I'm saying? That's genius. Yes. Because we could all, because everyone is so excited to get a new wardrobe, but have the same issue where they're like, yeah, I'm, I need new clothes. I'm in between sizes. I'm dying for something. almost like kind of like a Poshmark, yes. but like for, for, par- for bar- bariatric patients. Yes. So you're like, Hey, I'm six months post-op. Let's say you're down 60 pounds. Let's just say you're down 60 pounds or whatever. Um, I need a pair of jeans. I need to buy these jeans, but I know I'm only going to be able to fit into them for a month. Like what if we kind of swap did like some sort of like bariatric clothing swap? I don't know. Do you think that'd be something people would be? Um, Absolutely. Because especially like you hear people talk about how, they would go to the thrift stores for clothing. Well, what if you just went to somebody and they can send you pictures and it's clean, you know what I mean? And you can, you know, we could like verify and be trustworthy and stuff like that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And then like inexpensive, you know, it could be inexpensive too that way. Cause we all, we all are going to fluctuate so much over the next years, you know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a really genius idea. Oh God, guys. It's just, we're just, you heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. No one steal it. We've already already copyrighted the idea. (laughs) No, but I was just thinking, cause like, 
I know I'm, I'm a few years post that, but I still fluctuate too. Like there's things that are too big for me that I have and things that are, that are, haven't even gotten into yet that are like goal sizes that I still have. So there, I have plenty of like good quality clothes that I know that other people could benefit from. And I think we should, you know, we should think a little bit more about that. I think we definitely should. I think we'll we definitely should. Yes. That's that going to be so like, odd. that's going to be a whole separate <laughs> zoom meeting. <laughs> we're going to be like, we're going to figure out how to make this work. <laughs> yeah. whole side thing. But anyway, I think, Ooh, all right. My wheels are turning. I'm excited. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, I'm so proud of you. What an amazing start. Oh, you're so sweet. It's, you know, it was, and I, I just remember like, uh, for those of you, if you guys, anybody follows me on Instagram, that's listening. Um, I had an emotional meltdown on my two week. It made me like, I, uh, I'm so sorry. No, like I needed people to know how worth it. This whole thing is every little bit of pain that I felt every little bit of struggle, discipline, Everything was worth it when you see those befores and afters, when you see those measurements, when you start looking in the mirror and you're like, wait a second, is that, that's really me. Like that's me now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously like we all know about like body dysmorphia and stuff and, but when you see it like that and you see those side by sides and you're like, okay, my body is changing. It's, it's emotional because you, you know, some, I feel like we all in a way envision ourselves they, we envision ourselves as our best version. Yeah. And sometimes our body isn't where we are envisioning ourselves. And when you're finally moving in that direction, you're just like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm, I am moving towards my goals right now. And it, then it just like opens up your brain to like, kind of like you, you just get random ideas. You're like, you like, you are able to zone in on this potential that was always there, but maybe that your weight was holding you back or your self-esteem was holding you back and it's not anymore. And it's just really exciting. It's just, it's so exciting. I'm so happy that I did it. And even, you know, in the waves of it all, I, I, I don't regret it at all. So I couldn't have said it better. I mean, yeah, it, it gives you like this re-energized, like, motivation for life. And, and it's sort of, like I said, in our first episode, it trickles down from, you know, like your weight holding you back all these years. And then finally you kind of, you've, you've honed in on it and, and it's going in the direction you've always dreamt of it going and you're becoming the person you've always identified with. And so it's like, I can't believe this is actually a reality at this point. Yeah. And your outside, outside is matching your inside yeah. almost. Exactly. And then it just become you just become better in every part of your life. Um, career wise, you're, you become a better mother, a better wife, a better partner, whatever it is, a better friend, daughter, you just feel like you're finally showing up for yourself and you can also show up for others in a yes. better way. Too. Yes, you are so yeah. right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, enough about me. How's everything going with you? <laughs> So as I mentioned last pod, um, I started 75 hard, which, uh, just to catch you all up again, um, it's a 75 day challenge, no booze. You have to work out twice a day for 45 minutes. One of the workouts has to be outside. You read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. You take a progress photo every day and you drink a gallon of water. So, so much, I give you so much credit. (laughs) It it is so much, but also once you get into a routine, it's kind of the same as like your post-op diet. You, you start to be like, you start to feel like, Hey, like this isn't so bad. I I'm, I feel like I've been in more control of my life actually in the past, I think it's day 20 past 20 days. than I have in several months, I've lost that seven pounds that I mentioned last time. That's been, I've been toggling between for, for several months. So that's great. That's amazing. Your pictures, you look incredible. Thank you. Well, it's amazing. Like, quickly it happens. Like just, mm-hmm. just that extra workout or just that drinking that water or really staying on your diet. It just is like, yeah. You know, if you put it in, what do you know? There's a put in the work, you know, yeah, put in the work, the effort, you, yeah. get, you get the results, you know, go figure, but <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, no, but it's, it's been really good. And like I've mentioned too, I love wine. I'm just such a wine drinker, but giving that up and taking a break. Also, I just feel clearer. I just think I've kind of hit the reset button. So it's going very well. It's a lot to keep track of. Cause you know, I, I, 
I don't know if I've even mentioned this. I'm an independent contractor. So I have like four different jobs and I work remotely for all of them and I'm just constantly doing things. So getting in both workouts throughout the day is like, I have to make it a priority or else I've a few times have found myself doing a power walk at 11 PM with a flashlight. So you know, you're, you are committed though. <laughs> I, you are committed. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, but it's been really good. And my boyfriend's doing really well. He, like I've mentioned also is on his own health journey and he, um, he is, let me think three pounds away from his goal weight. I mean, that's he, incredible. He lost, I don't know. I'd have to do the math, but I think over 120, 130 pounds. I mean, he good for him. Feels amazing. Yeah. I'm, I just couldn't be proud of prouder of him and, um, all of his, you know, mental and physical changes and growth that he's gone through and put himself through. I mean, it's just amazing. So it's good to have him to go through props for him. So yeah. exciting. Oh well, yeah. It's been really good, but I've just, you know, been documenting it all. And I'm sorry if my Instagram's boring with that kind of post every day, but I've been trying to keep consistent with the posts and just make you got it a goal. You got a yeah. goal. It's all that matters. So anyway, but I do want to kind of talk about some must haves that we both have on our list for post-op. So in the early stages of healing, let's say, let's say weeks one, two, three post-op, and maybe even some things that you just realized at the hospital, you could never have lived without. So yeah, I want to kind of go ahead and start with some foods um, okay. and drinks and things that you just loved and what kind of really spoke to you, what helped you through this and really get through those liquid stages. Yeah. Okay. So um, with my liquid stages, I had to do, so right when I woke up out of surgery, I had a plate of different beverages, um, mm-hmm. ready for me to drink. So I wasn't limited. Like I know some people can't have anything for the first 24 hours. I was not like that. They gave me a protein water Powerade, um, a PLA popsicle broth and like some other th- oh, vitamin water, mm-hmm. um, at the hospital. And then, so I had to do clear liquids for the first three days. And then day four was when I could incorporate like thinned out protein shakes in addition to the clear liquids. So with the clear liquids, I could not live. Okay. Could not live without Powerade zero Mm -hmm. in the orange flavor. Okay. Orange was like, I don't know. It was God's gift to me. Like it kept me sipping. Okay. And then, um, I know everybody talks about broth. Mm -hmm. So my mother loves me. And if you have somebody that loves you this much as well to make you homemade chicken broth. Oh, amen. I, that is like number one on my list. I, yes, it's so worth it. And literally not to cut you off. I don't know if what, no, no, you're good. I don't know how your mom made it. You can honestly make it a thousand ways, but just even getting a rotisserie chicken and then getting celery, onions, carrots, and then water and just a little salt and letting that simmer for a few hours. It is like life changing. It's fucking life changing. (laughs) And like, if you're not into that better than bouillon is also on my list. I, that, that, um, broth base it's good. I mean, it's okay. There's a lot of different flavors, but I agree with you. Homemade chicken broth. I, I, so she, and it honestly, for the first week, I kid you not was probably one of the only things I could get down in larger quantities. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was the comfort of it. I don't know if, you know, my mom was telling me she did, she goes, you know, the celery in it, it's like an, it's like an anti-inflammatory. Like maybe it's helping your insides. She's like, you know, onions, stuff like that, garlic and whatever, Mm -hmm. however she made it. And it was, I would have my, I have that big cup that I have a big white cup that says, I don't give a sip. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, it's like a 32. I got it like in the beginning of my Jersey or my journey, because I knew I was going to be sipping. Yeah. And, um, so she, I would fill that thing up with warm broth and I would sip it all day long. And it was the most comforting thing that I, it was literally the best, the absolute best. And those are probably the two liquids I would get down the most. And, um, in addition to, to plain water, everything else was just too sweet for me. Even the protein waters. Um, I really tried and I bought so many of them guys don't overbuy stuff because you, your taste may change after surgery. I'm just, that's a little disclaimer. Don't buy too much. Um, 
but I bought so many and I, I couldn't even stomach the one I did eventually get a, um, it was an orange mango flavored protein 2.0 water. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get that one down, but I had to cut it with water okay. just so it was like a subtle orange flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was anything else was just, ugh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't. I, it's so funny you say that because I don't feel like it's talked about enough that your taste buds may change and quickly post-op. So like, I agree with you every single thing. I, I like sweet things. Like I, I like uh, Gatorade zero. That's like my favorite, um, you know, well, yeah, the glacier cherry. That was my, on my list. <laughs> oh, so good. But you know, after a while you're like, I'm, I'm tired of sweet. Like sweet. I have sweet protein shake. I have sweet Gatorade, whatever it is. And you're just like, Oh my God. So I was a huge fan of that, of the uh, homemade broth. And then another thing that my mom did was when I got sick of that, um, I don't know if you like uh, Vietnamese food, but like pho Um, broth, I found it at Target. Yes. Yes. So you can make it yourself though. So this is what I don't, I have to ask her. I'm going to send me the recipe then. Oh my God. That's my favorite soup in the whole wide world. Well, no, it's so good. So what you can do is take that homemade chicken broth and, um, I'll ask to ask my mom where she got them for me, but they're like little tea bags full of the spices that make pho broth taste the way it does. Okay. So all you have to do is take that plain chicken broth that you have and then put one in like a little tea bag and let it kind of simmer for a while. And then all of a sudden you have chicken pho broth that you could sip on. It just completely changes the flavor. And I think more people need to do this. <laughs> yes. Oh my, that was like, it was funny. Cause that was one of my food funerals was pho. Oh, really? It was because the, the pho with, um, I like it with the sliced brisket and oh, the rare yeah. beef. Mm-hmm. And then I always get the spring rolls with the shrimp. That was like, that's my, if I'm going for that. That's what I'm getting. That's your order. <laughs> yeah. That's my order. And, um, it was one of the things I said goodbye to, but then I kept thinking kind of like, I could have totally have the broth, mm-hmm. but then I was like, but I don't want to risk it. I don't know what they're putting in the broth, like at the restaurant. I was like, I don't know if they're sugar. Right. I don't want them to like accidentally put like a shit ton of hoisin in it or something. You know what I mean? Or what? Not that they would, but you just never know. So I just kind of like checked it out. Like, oh, I wasn't going to be able to have it for a while. But then I went to Target and I was looking for um, cream soups because that was like on my next week. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding it in the broth aisle and it was so good. I mean, obviously it was missing the hoisin and the sriracha, oh. but but <laughs> I was able, it, it hit the spot in that moment. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I love my God. That's one of my favorites too. Oh, good. Well, if I will figure out yeah, you got to get me that info. I'll get you the name of the, of the spice packets, but, um, and then when we start to sort of, you know, talk about this, uh, show a little bit on our Instagrams, a little more, I'll put that in a link so people can kind of get it, you know, if they're pre or post-op. Yeah, um, totally. But that was, yes, I agree with you totally. Um, and then what are some more of your must-haves? So are we, or do we still want to stick with drinks or are we going to move on? Oh, whatever you want. We could do drinks. We could do any sort of like soft foods you've been really loving. Yeah. So, okay. So my like first four days, five days were really, really rough. Oh, really? Um, they were really like, I was incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I was one of those people who I really didn't want to take my pain meds unless I absolutely had to. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, it was, they were pretty rough. I was pretty tired. I was pretty uncomfortable. So, um, in addition to like the liquids and everything, I, I don't know about you, but I absolutely had to have a heating pad. Yes. Yes. Like (laughs) I had that thing on high every night, every day, wherever I was, I had a heating pad and it just was like, I don't know what it did. I don't know if it was the comfort of it or if it was relieving any pain. I don't know, but it just, there was just something about it that kept me warm and cozy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's definitely a little bit of both, I'm sure. And it just, it kind of, I don't know, it takes your mind off of the gas pain or even incision, initial incision pain. And it kind of yeah. puts your focus on like the comfort of the warmth. And, um, I don't, you know, I don't know the science behind it. Maybe it helps blood flow. Who knows, but it does. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever you do. Thank you. Yes. No, it's, it's, yeah. 
It's such, it's such an essential thing. I, did you have it? Did, I'm sorry. Did you say you had it in the hospital or was it when you got home? Yes. No, okay. I packed that shit with me. That shit came <laughs> with me. It did. I, so I packed a hospital bag and I had everything that you could imagine in it. Um, I probably only used like five things to be quite honest. It was so painful to move, but the heating pad was, um, one of the things that, and I had a neck pillow in the hospital guys. That's just a must have. Like when you're in the hospital, bring a neck pillow because it will at least help keep you like you know, hospital pillows are flat and useless. Like, let's be for real here. We love them, but (laughs) it's like, but the neck pillow was like an absolute must have. I was able to sleep comfortably and I wasn't, you know, moving or trying to get comfortable because at least my head wasn't like, I'm bobbing and you guys can't see me, but like bobbling my head. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, oh God, I agree. That's one thing, you know, maybe I should have done is a neck pillow. I did bring my favorite pillow and Mm -hmm. I left it at the hospital when I left. Oh no. (laughs) Well, no, it's so funny. So this guy who, he wasn't a nurse or anything, but it's some guy who worked on that floor, uh, got my contact information and called my mom and was like, uh, you guys might want to come back. Cause this looks like a really good pillow. And she's going <laughs> to, so I was like, even he knew he's like, she's not going to want to leave this. Shit she's going to want this yes. back. Yeah. This is, if we throw this out, she's going to be pissed. Yeah, He's like, I mean, I don't normally do this, but I'm, I really feel like you guys need to come back. And so, <laughs> so I feel good. Those little comforts. He even knew he was like, yeah, she's going to miss that one. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I was going to bring a pillow with me, but I just, you know, when they, when they called me my night before, you know, they were like, don't bring any personal belongings. They were like, don't bring anything. And I was like, well, I'm staying overnight. What do I do with my bag? And they were like, well, do you have someone coming with you? And I was like, well, yeah, they were like, we'll give it to them. (laughs) I was like, okay. And I just didn't want to have like so much stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I did bring a blanket and everything, but I never even ended up using it. Um, just cause the hospital, the hospital that I stayed at, they were so nice. They were so, they brought me whatever I needed and whatever I wanted in like a timely manner. And they brought me tons of blankets. They were so, I had the, the best hospital experience. Like That's so they were good. so, they were so kind to me. I had my own room. I had privacy. It was quiet. Oh my God. It was Oh, nice. It was like a little mini vacation. It sounds, I was going to say, it sounds like very relaxing. I'm happy. You're yeah. Happy. They, they were not, it was not disruptive or anything. Like, I don't even, I don't even know if there were other patients on the floor. Well, that's a lie because I walked around, but like, I barely saw any, like, it was just so quiet and peaceful. And like, plus sidebar. I mean, you're pumped full of like a light dose of morphine. You're feeling great. Oh yeah. Did you have more? <laughs> did they give you morphine too? I had, yeah. That's what that's what they gave me. I had, yeah, it's funny. I did not have terrible gas pain, but it was more like you were mentioning the throat feeling, the swallowing, mm-hmm. and then also, um, the highest incision, um, on your belly that like yep, that right there, right yeah. in your like, yeah, right in your, yeah. So it just, it felt like, like something was sitting on me. It was so much pressure and just like, like a pressure. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. And so that really helped relieve that because it was keeping me from sleeping. Like I needed something to take. The yeah. It kept you away. comfortable. Yep. That's exactly how, and they would come in and they, and when they would come in, obviously it would be wearing off by then. And they would be like, how are your, how's your pain? I was like, I said, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm at like an eight. I'm like, oh, I'm trying, God. you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm trying not to be that person. I was like, but it's an eight. You know what I mean? Like, and I, it's you know, and I even when you do the research, they even say that the hernia repair is more painful than the actual surgery. Like this whole time, like I've never had any pain, like it, like in my stomach region. I don't know if that's normal, but like, I've never felt like anything other than the gas pain or the incision pain. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like nothing else has made me like uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know. I just was like, I, I need you guys to keep me comfortable. It was like here. It was like a new pain for you. It's, it's almost like, yeah, you don't, it's uncharted ter- territory, territory, because you're just like, I've, well, I don't know. So it's interesting. You say that you've never, did the hernia ever cause you discomfort at all? In any it, I, you know, I don't know. I think it, it would give me GERD. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, and I actually had it like when I went in the anesthesiologist, she was like, do you have acid reflux? I was, and I just said, yes. I was like, yes. Like GERD. Cause it, I would notice whenever I wasn't eating, Right. Um, like quote unquote, like if I was like dieting or if I was eating very low calorie, or even when I wasn't eating like any type of carbohydrate, I would get GERD. 
And I don't know if it's from the acid in my stomach because there was nothing absorbing it or whatever. And she going in, like when I was rolling back to the ER, like I told her, I was like, I have it right now. Like I constantly feel like I have to swallow and like there's something stuck in my throat. And they actually gave me medicine for it because they were concerned that when I laid down, it was, I was like, I don't think I have an issue when I lay down. Like, it, you know, so they gave me something for that. So I think that's why they fixed it because mm-hmm. I mentioned it at the, I was like, I've, I've had GERD. I've been diagnosed with GERD. I had a medication, um, but I never took it. Cause like it, it went away on its own. Cause I stopped starving myself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was my body was like, okay, we're good now. Um, but you know, and now I'm actually, they have me on medication for it. And even post-op I had made, um, I don't know, post-op you craved mushrooms. Did you crave mushrooms ever? No, but I love mushrooms. Tell me. Oh, see now. Okay. So I, (laughs) I hate mushrooms. Really? I I hate them. I don't like the texture. I don't like the smell, but I was craving mushrooms. Right. And, um, this was like a couple days before like my one week, like post-op visit. And, um, I made cream of mushroom soup. And then I had gotten this bone broth that had mushroom in it. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so good. Protein with the cream soup. I'm going to let cut it. It's going to be so good. And <laughs> I drank it and I immediately got GERD. Really? Immediately. And I actually told my dad, she goes, well, if you notice that there's a food triggering it, she goes, don't eat it. She goes, obviously your body doesn't know like what the fuck is going on right now. But she was like, if you think it's triggering that, she goes, don't eat it. So I had to throw out all my cream of mushroom soup. I'm wondering if it's, and you would know your body better than me, but I particularly had a difficult time with, um, with dairy and lactose free or regular dairy post-op. And, and I'm saying immediately post-op, like I couldn't drink lactate. I would immediately have to run to the bathroom. Like it didn't agree with me. Really? So, So I'm wondering if that dairy is sort of triggering the GERD. I don't know. I mean, you I don't know. know. It's just I don't know. I, I don't know if it was the, cause like, I usually don't have like sometimes. So I noticed like with me, like pre-op when, when I would eat like a lot of like soft cheese, like mozzarella and stuff like that, I would get bloated, but I've never really had any like food intolerances. I've been pretty blessed in that area. <laughs> I've been able to kind of eat whatever I wanted. My body's like, okay, yeah, we're cool. And, um, but yeah, but I, I do, I think it was the mushrooms because I haven't had it since. Okay. And I've, and I've been eating all, and like, even today, like I made a, um, a Buffalo chicken style, um, like pureed chicken wing dip almost oh, with hot, awesome. with hot, with hot sauce. I took, you know, I'll get into that later, but, um, I had, and I had no issues. So I don't know. I think it was maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but I just haven't had mushrooms since. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, your taste change, your cravings change. So maybe that's just, yeah, it was, biz- it was bizarre. It was so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you live and learn and you figure out what yeah. works for you. <laughs> now, I actually, I have a question for you because yeah. one of my other like absolute must haves was, um, dissolvable Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm putting that on here is because when I was in the hospital and they gave me the liquid Tylenol, it made me dry heave so badly. And then they sent me home with pills and they told me that I could take Tylenol, just cut the pill in half. And anytime I took the Tylenol, I dry heaved. So I wasn't able to get any like, you know, normal pain medication or over the counter pain medication in my body without wanting to vomit. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, um, I went, I went to the weight loss surgery community and I was like, what do I do? And they, and I got the dissolvable Tylenol and I'm telling you it was a game changer. It, it absolutely Absolute game changer. It is. And that's the thing. Like I feel it's almost weird to me when they give you pills that quickly after just because it's like, like what? It's so solid. It's not, and I'm not even talking about making yourself feel full. It's just did your, your organ is held together by stitches and you're trying to be brand so, new stitches. Yes. You're trying to baby that shit as long as you can, because I don't know, I had this irrational fear. Well, it's not irrational, but you know, you don't want gastric leaks. So you don't want anything to fuck with. That. <laughs> right. No, of- exactly. So no, I agree. I think first of all, drinking liquid, you're they're easing you into that, that anyway. So having to like 
sip on that is so disgusting. And then oh. on top and on top of that, the, oh. pill, the pill does not work. And so I agree. I think dissolvable Tylenol is a godsend. And I also think dissolvable and chewable vitamins. I don't know if you're allowed gummies, but um, I have like a vitamin B that it, you just put it on your tongue and it immediately like disintegrates and it just absorbs really quickly. Oh that- my God. That's another thing. Go ahead. And I got another story with that. No, no, no. I was just going to say, so anything that your doctor allows, but is like chewable or dissolvable is going to be your best friend. Yeah. I actually got chewable everything. So my doctor, I got the chewable gas X, which, but then they also, they also subscribed me, um, or prescribed me a like pharmaceutical grade, I guess, but it was like less than what the gas X was. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was like a less dosage than what I would. Yeah. So I didn't feel like it did anything, but then when I took the gas X, I could feel it working. Um, and then they wanted me to have chalky chewable, um, bariatric vitamins because of what you said, like having these brand new stitches and this tiny little tummy one, we're going to get full off of the vitamins. Mm -hmm. And two, they, it needs to be something that can be chewed up and easily dissolved like in your body. So pretty much everything I had was chewable from that point out. And then every other pill that they gave me was literally like, I, it's like smaller than a Tic Tac. Yeah. So I could get those down, but it was the Tylenol like cut. I had like the, the rec, like they almost look like a oval rectangle kind of, and I was cutting them in half because they were like just nothing bigger than an M&M. They go, you can have pills as long as it's not bigger than an M&M. And I'm like, you just put stitches in my esophagus. I was like, my tummy is brand new. And now you want me to take pills on top of it. Like, yes. what, what is this right now? But um, yeah, the, yeah, but the Thailand, the dissolvable Tylenol was just. It just made it work. It just made it work. Or else <laughs> I probably would have been pretty uncomfortable. And it tastes like a pixie stick. So I could handle that. There you go. A little. I could handle that. Time. I was like, okay. I was like, this, it doesn't taste bad. It doesn't taste bad. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I agree totally. I think, I think that those were my, my main things too, that the dissolvable Tylenol, but then everything chewable, I would definitely recommend to people. Um, they gave me, they gave me, um, the dissolvable Zofran for nausea. Zofran's amazing. I love Zofran. Okay. So let's talk about that. Cause now we're opposites right now. That shit, that shit made me vomit. Really? Really? And I told, I, I know I told my doctor, I said, I took it two days and I, I refused to take it. It was like, I took it Thursday and Friday. And after Friday, I refused to take it because it upset my stomach. Like you wouldn't believe. And she was shocked. She was like, people think that stuff is magic. I was like, Oh, Oh, I was like, I'm never taking it again. Oh my God. Well, thankfully I, I didn't have it. I didn't, thankfully I didn't have a ton of nausea anyway. Yeah. So you didn't really but, I didn't really need it, but even if I did, I was going to grin and bear it because I was not putting that shit in my body. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was like my, that was like my saving grace when I just felt like so I- she, that's what my doctor told me. Oh my gosh. Well, at least you haven't had, you've been good with nausea then. I mean, that it would suck. No, I had were suffering and like, Oh my God. No, I, I, like I said, I really didn't have the only thing I struggled with was gas pain and incision pain. Yep. Anything else, everything else I had no, like. I feel sometimes I feel like it's not fair because like I literally went through like nothing, you know, like, oh my God, it was funny, but yeah, I, that's my Zofran story is what I wanted to come back. To. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I wonder, we should take a poll on Instagram at some point and see like who, who it worked for and who just could not. Yeah. That's a good idea. Cause I like, there's so much, there's so many mixed messages about what works and what doesn't. And again, you will figure out what worked for you. What worked for me is a little different, right. so, but, um, one thing or one little short list of things <laughs> that I, <laughs> that I think are absolutely essential and they are close. Uh, well, I'll get into some like foods too, but I'll start with clothes and just little things you want around yeah. um, for these precious few weeks post up where you got a baby in your body. You're being so kind. <laughs> no, but it's so true. Cause you're just like, so I, I was, at least I was like neurotically careful with everything. Oh, right. You're anything that's going to make your life easier. Yeah. I feel these like first I'm- couple weeks, even the first couple days, just do it. Yes. So I was like, 
I'm just going to treat myself like a baby. And I got, um, <laughs> I recommend highly a pair of, um, a drawstring pants, like PJ pants, whatever one to two sizes too big for your, yep. because you do not want anything laying on those incisions anytime during that time, especially if you're still like have a ton of gas, it, it's just uncomfortable. You don't want anything yep. tight. So that's huge. And then also pair it with a baggy old ratty t-shirt that you just yep. love that you have from yep. college or whatever, just, just put it on and just live your best life. Yes. Um, and just sleep, put sleep. those on and go, and go to sleep. <laughs> and <laughs> It'll all pass. I promise. Yeah. And don't worry about what you look like. Just, just enjoy and bask in your your casual wear and then okay talking about not caring what I look I I did not wear a listen I did not wear a bra for like a week because I was I was like I'm not I'm not doing it I got big boobs as it is and I knew and I was I'm just not I'm not doing it I'm not having anything rubbing I'm not having anything in any any interference yes just like she said be as comfortable as you can possibly be and be okay with it No. And you know, what's so funny. You mentioned that. Cause like, I love not wearing a bra, but for some reason, for some reason, like you said, you have big boobs. I do too. It's a blessing and a curse. And when you are, when you've got that incision, like we mentioned earlier, that's that higher one. And that just is for the most part, the most painful one for everybody. I found myself walking over to Walmart and getting a pack of like cheap Hanes cotton old lady, whatever bras that are not cute at all, but something to keep them up enough to not rub on that incision. I yeah. that the only reason I wore a bra, but just get a baggy, ugly bra that you'll never wear again, but you'll love to death because you'll just be so comfortable. You'll be I, so comfortable. Yes. So that, <laughs> that, trifecta is the perfect outfit in my opinion. And then pairing it with some fuzzy socks and just maybe a stomach binder. If you, I was going to say now tack on the stomach binder and we're golden there. (laughs) You're going to live your best life. (laughs) You may, you may look your worst. Like just but nobody's going to know no you're most know. disheveled, but yeah, it's like, this is the time to just let yourself go. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially just, you're going to yeah. look like a piece of shit, but you will feel like you're a on million the- bucks. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I love it. <laughs> it's so true because I, you know, everyone wants, and we all did it. I did it too. We, we all want to start taking progress pictures immediately and looking amazing right away. Yes, you can, but put that fucking outfit right back on and, and yeah, take your pic. Yeah. Do whatever you get. I actually, I think I've only put on, like, I mean, what I'm on, like I said, day 19, I think I've only done my makeup like a handful of times, not like not even. Just because I'm still like, I'm still resting. I'm still recovering. Like I'm not going out and doing a whole lot. Like, and the thing is too, is I feel like people, when they come out of this, like, you know, they want to feel good and like, listen, you might not right away. You might, but you might not. And if you're not just listen to your body and slow down, like you're, yeah, be patient. You're going to be able to do all those things in a couple of weeks. Everything is going to feel better and everything's going to, you know, get better every single day. It's going to get a little bit easier, but you know, just like you said, be comfortable, just relax and just, you know, let your body heal. You just, you just went through surgery. Absolutely. You know, and, and we all have our lives. We all want to get back to life. I mean, I know I'm kind of there. I'm like, I just want to get back to normal life, but my body's not ready. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do about it. So you know what I'm going to do? Let me kick back, watch some TV, hang out. You know, go do my walks and, you know, thank God for some extra rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to, you have to, patience is a virtue and you have to practice patience so much in this period. Cause like you mentioned, it's so important to remember every single week of healing is temporary. Like you said, you're never going to have to follow these stages in this way ever again. So do it to the letter. So you heal properly. And that's how you get back to normal life faster. Exactly. So, but when you were mentioning like your, uh, your love of Powerade zero, it reminded me because I, like I mentioned, I love Gatorade zero, but I was sort of tired of drinking it. Like I I'll sip on it, but then I was just kind of like, I'm just getting full from drinking so much. So what I did was I got a little popsicle mold and I made Gatorade zero popsicles. 
That's a good idea. Yeah. And so if you ever just kind of like want what to go, why didn't I think of that? What a good it, idea. It's same sort of electrolytes you're getting. It counts as your water. It counts towards your water or your liquids for the day. Like whatever it, it's, it's just a little switch up. It's kind of like eating a sugar-free popsicle, but you know, you can only eat so many of those too before you get sick of the flavor. Yeah. So- I actually haven't had nearly as many as I did pre-op as yeah. I have had post-op because after you're just like, okay, like you're not really in the mood to like eat, but, but if you ever get at that urge to be like, I just need something different. I need a different texture. I just need a, a food like substance. Well, while I have very limited foods to eat from right, right now. So, yeah, I mean, I would get, you know, you can get them on Amazon you can go to TJ Maxx, home goods, whatever, but get one of those cheap little popsicle molds. It's something that you could do with your son. That's fun. And he, you know, he's also taking in extra electrolytes and doesn't even know what he thinks is a little treat. Right. Um, Um, but that is something that's super helpful. And then also, um, I make little Arnold Palmer popsicles. So I'll do an herbal tea and then mix that with crystal light. So it's like a little iced tea lemonade treat. That's a good idea. I actually found the first, um, today actually, well, actually yesterday, I found the first lemonade flavored beverage that I like that I've liked since, um, since surgery and it's the vitamin water, zero sugar, the squeezed, the lemonade flavor. And I, I just was thinking like, I could totally do that with like a tea and that would be so good. Cause like, I love Arnold Palmer's, but I like this one because it doesn't taste artificial. Mm -hmm. You know how some of them really taste art. You're like, this is not lemonade. This tastes like, this tastes like lemonade. That's good. And and I think what I like about that one in particular is it's not too overbearingly sweet. Yes. It's like just enough. Yeah, exactly. That's a good. Oh, I'll try that. We're just swapping ideas today. I know. Like, look (laughs) at us. Look at us. We're just killing this post-op game. (laughs) No, but yeah, I would definitely recommend that if you haven't tried it. It's just a little something different to switch up. Yeah, that's a great idea. So now when you came out of surgery, did you use anything to help you keep track of your fluid intake? Cause this is one of my other must haves that I wanted to have, or that I think everybody should have post-op. Yeah. I think we're going to say the same, the same thing. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I stop me if this is what you're going to say too, but in the hospital, they sent me home with a stack. They were super generous, but a stack of those little like medicine, two ounce medicine cups. Yep. Is that where? Yep. Yep. And that was so, so much of a part of the way that I kept track of what I was having, whether it was my shake or anything, because you can just kind of just do a little, a tally mark or however many you've had that data, just kind of keep track rather than counting the bottles of liquid you've had or whatever. It just, right. Exactly. In a more manageable way. Yes. That's how I felt because my hospital sent me home with one ounce cups, but I had bought two ounce cups from Amazon because I don't know. I said, you know, I was like these, I bet you these are going to come in handy. And, um, it's kind of like, okay, I would tell myself I have a half hour to drink one of these, you know, instead of saying one ounce every 15 minutes, okay, I have 30 minutes to drink this two ounces, you know, or however you wanted to look at it. And then, um, even like coming now, like into purees, Um, I, my portion sizes, like on my papers, they're like no more than two ounces. So now I have this, these sleeve, this stack of two ounce cups. I can make my pureed Buffalo chicken salad or my pureed ricotta mixture and just put them in these little two ounce ramekins, throw a lid on it, throw it in the fridge. And then if I'm going out and about for the day, I can just throw them in a lunchbox with a cooler and I have my protein with me instead of like taking a whole container and then measuring it out and then putting it in another container to put in the lunchbox. It's just bam, done. I think that's so great too, because you're already getting yourself in the habit of meal prepping. So, um, that is, it just makes it easier to stay on track when you've got things ready to grab and go. And not to mention, it reminds me of going to get samples at Costco, which I miss so much. Who doesn't miss? Who doesn't love samples? Oh yeah. (laughs) So so it's kind of like just reliving that, uh, that love that you once had at Costco. before yeah, COVID. You could walk around and like have a whole dinner just eating the samples. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's exactly how I put well, yeah, 260 pounds. So maybe it's best, <laughs> it's best that I veered away from that. But yes, it kind of does. It's, it reminds you of that, but I, back to what you're saying, it's great to have, like, you've been going out a lot with your son, taking him to different places and 
just to have something on hand if you, cause you don't know what they've got at restaurants. You don't know what they've got at, you know, amusement parks, wherever you're going, it, you, you need to be prepared. Otherwise yep. you're going to be running low. You're going to fail. Yeah. yeah. It's not and that's be- the, that's the last thing that you want is, you know, I, I it's funny. Cause I remember I was like, in the beginning, I was like, how hard can this be? I'm just going to wing it. You can't wing it. No, don't, no, don't no. try to wing it. Like, please don't like start preparing now, get whatever you, you know, whatever we mention, or do your research and get whatever you want that you think is going to help you be successful, but you got to be prepared for this. You can't, you cannot wing it. No, it's not going to happen, especially because after surgery, your priorities change and they change instantly. Mm-hmm. Instantly. You, have, you, yep. You have no choice, but to, and if you don't, like you're saying, like, you may end up back in the hospital. You may experience a major stall in your loss because you're not following the diet things that you must do in order to be successful. And you will be successful if you follow the guidelines and it's just, they give you them for a reason. They want you, if you're going to put yourself through this, at least set yourself up to success for success on some level. For sure. You know what I mean? Like we're all going to have bumps and we're all going to fall down and we're all going to have things that happen, but try to try to be prepared. Yeah. And and one thing I will say, which I've come across a lot over the past few years on, on the weight loss surgery, um, community, Instagram accounts and everything like that. People ask, you know, the audience, their followers, whatever for advice on what they should be doing during X, Y, and Z stage. I caution you. uh, Yes. I caution you to really reconsider doing that and really stick to the sheets that your surgeon gave you. If you are unclear on something, clarify all your surgeon, do not go by somebody else's post-op plan because every surgeon is different. Every surgeon gives you a certain amount of guidelines, certain for reasons that they know, and that they will explain to you, but do not base your, your progress, your success, or any sort of, um, don't ask any questions from just somebody you meet online. You need right. to become from a medical professional and you're right. professional. And those people too, like, I mean, unless you're talking to a doctor, like we're not doctors, this is just our personal experience. This is just what worked for us. Exactly. You know what I mean? But if you're listening to us, we listened to our surgeons. Yep. Exactly. Period. You know what I mean? And then, you know, and obviously we had to find what worked for us, but within those qualifications, not what somebody else said. Exactly. Exactly. And your, and your surgeon gives them the guidelines to you based on your specific set of circumstances. So there are people that come into this surgery with type two diabetes and high blood pressure, all sorts of comorbidities that they're suffering from. Your surgeon gave you a list of requirements because they know that your body, your current health conditions can take it. If you follow this set of rules. So, so I, again, I just, I caution you to just make sure that you do your very best to listen to your specific, stay in your lane and stay in your surgeon's lane and try not yep. to get too crazily inspired by other people because they may have a set of different uh, requirements for different reasons. So absolutely. That's all I'll say on that. But I just, I've noticed a lot of people going back and forth, getting where they're getting mm-hmm. their information and it can be a dangerous game. Mm-hmm. I agree with you a hundred percent. For sure. That's why like, even like pe- when people will ask me, I'll be like, listen, like everybody's situation is different. Like your stuff is different than mine, mm-hmm. you know, but this is what worked for me. But if something's not working for you, like you need to talk to your surgeon or call your nutritionist or, you know, see what they have to say, because, you know, I'm doing what's working for me and everybody's different. Every single person and every single recovery is different and you won't know until you do it. Exactly. You never know until you do it. Well, I could not be more excited for you. I, I am just thrilled for you. I know that you're going to hit the one seventies this week. It's going to be so emotional. And I just, I'm so excited because I just feel like you finally, you feel like you're, you're becoming the woman you always felt like you were. And that's just such a, a priceless feeling. <laughs> You make me cry. <laughs> no, I know it's so true, I, but it's I'm, so true. It's so I'm true. Prior to like anytime I and an empath, anytime I see people experiencing any sort of emotion, whether it's excitement or or just 
overwhelming joy or, or sadness or whatever, I feel what they're feeling. So when you were crying and you're, and just saying, this was like the best thing you've ever done, it's all worth it. I, people need to see that. Not everyone needs to see everybody made up with fake eyelashes and hair and happy and smiling all the time. That and I mean, of course, it's I, not real. I mean, I, mean, I want it. I want that look, but no, no, yeah. but I, <laughs> it's true. But it's like no, you you respond to realness and and to real, yeah. So I think it was just such a powerful story to share. I saw so many people responded very positively. They were so Everyone was so kind to me. I've had nothing but like outpouring of love and support since I started this. I'm, I'm a lucky one. I haven't had too much hate. I've had some, but not enough where it's weighing me down. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, I've been very fortunate to, to have the support system that I have and and if you don't have it, I'm telling you, look for it. It's out there. You will find somebody that will support you and that will help you. I mean, Haley, I've talked about this multiple times, how you were there for me and and you didn't even know me yet. And here we are now doing this together because I, those first couple of weeks, I don't know what I would have done without you. And and there are people out there that will pick you up, dust you off and say, come on, we got this, you know, and it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Well, that's, I feel the same way about you. And I think like you just said, it's so important to find those who will band together with you and just, be along. They, they want to be there to cheer you on, on your journey. And those are the people you want to surround yourself with. And exactly. Like, and like you said, if you don't have it, reach out to us, we will be your cheerleader. We'll be there. Yeah. Live for this shit. I'm a bariatric accountability coach. I have clients all over who come to me just to get back on track and to make sure that they're getting their requirement, their protein requirements in their liquids, they're working out they're they're staying on track. And the only reason I do this job, it's a side gig, but the only reason I do it is because I want to be a professional bariatric cheerleader for your journey. Yes. And I think there are so many people like that out there. Just open up your heart and your story and people will flock to you. Just watch it happen. I swear so worth it. It is. And then when you find them, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is what I needed the whole time. And I know I always talk about it. I know, you know, we always talk about our Instagrams and everything, but I always, at the end, when I talk about something, I'm like, you guys know where to find me. Yep. I I am. I am there for you. I, I, you know, I'll respond when I can, but just, I will, I will be there for you. So you don't feel alone ever. Absolutely. Why don't you tell people where they can find you online? Yeah. So they can find me um, on Instagram at virtuous VSG mama. It's virtuous underscore VSG underscore mama. Um, And it's totally public. So you'll be able to find and follow, send me messages there. Yes. Awesome. And you can find me on Instagram at half of Haley, which is H A L E Y Y. And same with Joelle. It's totally public. Feel free to message. I read them all. I respond to them all. We're, I mean, we're not super famous influencers or anything, but we're very accessible. So you'll never stay on red. Any questions you have, like we want to be there for you. We want to answer your questions. So reach out. We're here for support. And I am just so excited and motivated by your success and can't wait to check in with you soon. Oh, it's going to be amazing. We're doing awesome. And you with your 75 hard, like you're inspiring people as well, just by being able to get back on track and just keep reaching goals. You're so committed and dedicated. It's, it's inspiring. Thank you so much. Well, I cannot wait to talk to you soon and thank you for listening, everybody. Yes. Thank you guys so much. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys.